The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, February 8th, 7 a.m. Brendan Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Our producer, Eric, joining us as well this morning. Good morning, Pat. We are less than a week away from the beginning of Lent. Ash Wednesday next week. You are less than three hours away from your vacation. <laughs> so I think you need to focus on the task at hand, madam. I can I can think about more. <laughs> uh, contrary to what my husband would say, I can definitely multitask in a variety of ways. Uh, you're headed up to Mount Hood, and I'm headed to Cottage Grove. I, I think I'm I, going I, to I play in the Grove. snow. It's a beautiful place, but I think you're getting the better end of that. It might be doing all <laughs> and right. I'm working, so <laughs> my house is staged right now. I've got my my purple comp, uh, comp book that's got all my notes in it. I keep it out, and then in my dining room, I have staged all of the things that are going with us to the snow. But the most important thing arrived in the mail yesterday. It is a baby sled. For my granddaughter, Rosemary, oh, get her strapped oh. in, and then we're going to take her to the bunny slopes over in the, around Mount Hood. Now, she's not even a year old, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. It's one of these that's all kind of big. Uh-huh. I think it looks like it's mostly meant to just pull, but uh, we'll see. She's never been in the snow, so I have no idea how she's going to like so it. So let me tell you, I, I worked with a lot of people from Austria in a previous job, and they all told me that they could ski before they could walk. What? Yeah. Yes, they learned how to ski before they could walk because evidently the skis were easier to stand up on and move as opposed to walking. So, you know, she's not too old to start, you know, she could be skiing. We could by, get by, her on yeah, some little baby skis. Yeah, I think skis. by the end of the vacation, I'll, yeah, little, little Rosemary's going to be going to be up slalom. <laughs> oh, no. We'll let all of the big kids head out into the snow and we'll stay back and uh, have some treats and uh play games oh i think grandma's gonna have fun i think it's gonna be a great trip this is one of the things that we've started to do over the last few years rather than because everybody's getting bigger they don't need more stuff that's for sure Mm. so we've decided we scale our christmas gifts way down now just a, a couple of things but we go to the cabin now instead. So in place of what we would give each oh. other, we pick a weekend in February. Everybody comes back together. So that way, you know, when the Christmas season ends, it's not like, okay, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll pick another time. It's like the next thing to look forward to. That. Oh, Everybody has been looking that's forward great. to that. Yeah. So experiences more than stuff. That's what matters in the world, right? Uh, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Oh, I hope you all have a blast. Well, thank you so much. Now, Which it won't means- be as much fun as Cottage Grove, but. And with with me being gone, we are going to put together some best of reels for Friday and Monday. We'll be back next time. We'll do a live show. It's going to be Mardi Gras and uh, we'll be getting ready for the Lenten feast. You making pancakes? Oh, for Shrove Tuesday, because you got to get rid of the fat and the butter and the bacon and all those things. Okay, I'm counting on pancakes So I did a little, I looked at the calendar. Now, I know that we talked about the month of February earlier on, but here's from now until Ash Wednesday. These are the saints that are going to help us each day. Today, maybe you heard it already, St. Josephine Bikita. It's her feast day today. Right. Then on Friday, tomorrow, it's the feast of St. Cyril of Alexandria, a doctor of the church. Mm-hmm. He uh, defended the incarnation as right, the second right. person yep. of the Trinity. Saturday, 
a holy twin, Saint Scholastica, right. her feast day, and then on Sunday, Our Lady of Lords. I mean, we got some powerhouses that are kind of pushing us forward towards this Lenten journey. Of course, Shrove Tuesday and then Ash Wednesday celebration. Wow. Busy I mean, week and entering into a busy time, and you decide you're going to take vacation. And I'm going to go on vacation <laughs> ahead of time, right? But it's not Lent yet. So I'm going to make the most of this weekend. But I do kind of feel like people can spend this weekend as that preparation weekend. I think you should. Yeah. Def- definitely. Get, and uh, you know, I was kind of looking ahead to the, the gospel readings on Sunday, and, and it really it starts to really focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, first, the first readings that we're having now are dealing with Solomon. Uh, if you're you're keeping up with the daily readings, and so there there's you know you you're seeing kind of the penitential framework start right. to develop there. So yeah, we're we're getting ready. Wednesday okay. will be the big day. It will be the big yeah. day, but we got a big weekend ahead. Uh, I, I hear think there's, there's a game. Yeah, is there yeah. like a football? Yeah, yeah some kind something. Of- Soccer, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Might be. No, not be. Of course. Super duper. Super yeah, duper. Yeah. The Super Bowl is on should, Sunday. It, it should be a good game. I mean, I, I'm looking at it, and it, it, I mean, it really should be a good game. But, With, you know, when they when they look like they're going to be good games, they tend not, not to be. Not to be. Okay. So. Well, I've got some statistics coming up on what, the, what people think the best part of Super Bowl Sunday is. Oh, okay. We'll talk I, a little bit eating. about it. Eating. Oh, you know that's at the top of the list. <laughs> Viewing or eating. Now, both teams wear red. How are you going to tell them apart? Well, one will be wearing white and one will be wearing red. Well, wouldn't they both As be As they wearing- do in every NFL game. <laughs> one is dark uniform. One is, you know, okay. the, 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 that's the right. white so uniform. So 49ers right? and the Chiefs are going to be going at it in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. I, that stadium is ready to host, I so think. So they had the Notre Dame-BYU game there a few years ago. And, and I had some family that went. And they were just raving. They said <gasps> really? it was the most incredible stadium they've ever been in. They live in the Phoenix area. So they had that, that incredible stadium down there where they played the Fiesta Bowl and have hosted many Super Bowls. So for them to say that's the stadium is quite a compliment. I'm going to be yeah. watching for sure on Sunday. So anyways, well, we got a great show ahead for you today. What's coming up? we got all kinds of good stuff coming up. Father Dan is going to check in with mm-hmm. us. We'll always love to hear from Father Dan. He's going to get us ready for Lent. Last night got a little heated down in Salem. Uh, yeah, Measure 110, of course, uh, with the legislature going on. And it uh, got a little heated with some testimony that was going on last night and our favorite quarterback locally crew newman out of central catholic the oregon high school football player of the year has decided where he's going to play his college football and he's not going too far so exciting news from from crew he he is fun to watch i i that state championship game this year Man, it was exciting to see him go. So we'll tell you, uh, you can keep watching him because he's going to stick around. All right. And uh, Pope Francis has his schedule released for the Lenten season. We'll talk about that. And it looks like there's a uh, new happy big baby boy at the Oregon Zoo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what's trotting around out there also. So we got a great show ahead for you. We're going to start things now with a lob and resurrection. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Elob and Resurrection. Wait a minute. Are we kind of putting the cart before the horse here? Because Lent starts Wednesday. Right, but that's on Wednesday. <laughs> okay. All right. 712, it's uh, Pat and Brenda on the Morning Blend. Glad to have you along for the ride. And getting us ready for Lent, we have Father Dan Petit joining Dina Marie next. He's got some great tips. you want to stick around for that. Plus, we'll check the improving weather forecast for the weekend here at Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Materday Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass. 
the sacred mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Matre Day Radio is also eager to pray for your personal request through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and matradayradio.com or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matarday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.15 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 47 and a low of 39 today as we settle into a 30% chance of rain. Otherwise, those skies are just going to be mostly cloudy. As we head into the afternoon and evening, the chance of rain goes up to 80%. But the rain should taper off tomorrow and we're going to have a partially sunny Saturday. But we're not getting into the 50s anytime soon. Mm. Okay, we'll be ready for it. Currently a chilly 38 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 39 at St. Boniface Catholic Church in Sublimity. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments with a Lenten Franciscan moment on Mater Dei Radio. On our 40-day Lenten journey, we begin with Ash Wednesday, this year celebrated on February 14th, and the church calls us to focus our attention on the disciplines of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Today, I wanted to invite us to go and follow Jesus, a little bit of his footsteps into the desert, that 40-day pilgrimage that he spent, and our Lenten companion is going to be Father Dan Petit. Franciscan Friar Father Dan has been joining us over the last year or so, and I thought it'd be a great opportunity to really get into this Lenten journey together and to really prepare for the great feast of Easter Sunday. Welcome back, Father Dan. Nice to have you with us on our Lenten journey. Thank you, uh, Dean and Maria. Good to be with you, too. And it's hard to believe we're already getting close to Lent. Yes, yes. The Lenten journey is here and it is a time, a little bit of a shifting of gears. And maybe let's talk just a little bit about that, because we only get a few weeks of ordinary time, quote, and then we enter into yet another season. Um, what should we have gotten from ordinary time to help us get into a new season in the church? Well, I, you know, I think the thing that to uh gain from ordinary time is I like that word ordinary. I mean, it's uh, this is a period that Jesus comes out of this 30 year period of uh, the hidden life in Nazareth, the hidden from our view mainly. I mean, we see him when he's 12 uh, being found in the temple, but that's about it for this whole period. And if you if you ever were to think of Nazareth, I mean, Main Street wasn't even paved. Uh, it wouldn't be like the uh, epitome of excitement on Saturday night or anything. I mean, it was a pretty low-key, small little village, uh, not a whole lot going on. And there's Jesus right in the midst of it all, which is where I think most of us live our lives. Uh, mm -hmm. we don't, we're not uh, on uh, massive military expeditions and the like, uh, like Genghis Khan or something. I mean, it, it, it's most of us are living our lives, and, and Jesus is there with us, there with us in our lives. But what happens, of course, at Lent is we begin with this um, public ministry because Christmas ends with the baptism of Jesus. 
which commences his public ministry then. And see, that's this ordinary time. That's what we're looking at is the opening of the public ministry of Christ, which will eventually lead to uh, the march to uh, Jerusalem. So it's, it's fascinating. We go from this ordinary hidden life into the beginnings of his public ministry right now, and then Lent, right after the baptism of the Lord, we meet him going out into the desert. And that begins, you know, our own journey as well. We need to go with him there as well. Right. Well, in this year, we're going to hear from the Gospel of Mark. Year C, this is, or year B, that is, is where we hear a lot of the Gospel of Mark. And it's really a short account. And so it's like two sentences. The Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. He remained there for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And we hear he was among wild beasts and angels ministered to him. And that's the account of the 40 days with Jesus. What about this driving? You know, and that's pretty powerful. The spirit drove Jesus. Why? What's happening now as, as we're listening to this idea of him moving into a public ministry? Well, I think what that that word public is the difference. Uh, it's become public now. He was in the hidden life. And of course, the other thing that happened at the baptism, as we know, is we actually had the manifestation publicly of the Trinity. The Trinity comes out and, uh, you know, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, John sees the, sees the dove. Don't think for a moment that the, the powers of darkness don't see this public manifestation and display. Well, right after the baptism, then the spirit leads Christ out into the desert to contend with this creature, this mean, vicious, ugly, evil creature, Satan. Because he's very, it's kind of like, he's very attuned to the spiritual, the, the uh, Satan is. And there's clearly been a breach in his hold on this world with the manifestation of the Trinity at the baptism of Jesus. So he's got to go out and contend with him in the desert. And that's what he does. So we hear 40 days, we hear he was among wild beasts. Uh, what can we imagine might have been going on in those 40 days of fasting, uh, of prayer that Jesus encountered in the desert? Well, you know, it's interesting that you it, that Mark gives us those details. You have um, angels ministered to him at the end. And of course, he's with wild beasts. Well, the same thing happened at his birth. You had these beasts in the manger. You had the angels singing glory to God in the highest. And here's Jesus in the incarnation, bringing the spiritual order back into peace with the uh, natural world of creation. There's this peace in Christ. Matter and spirit are at peace in him. Unlike us, you know, we experience a great deal of, uh, Paul says, the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh lusts against the spirit in us, there's this sort of opposition that we experience that leaves us uh, uncomfortable a lot of times. Well, in Christ, that comes to peace. And that's what he's doing in the desert is that integrity of Christ is what's going to vanquish the devil. See, he's got the devil's got an advantage with us because we're, we're not as integrated and healed as Christ was. And he's going to go out and vanquish him in the desert. Wow. 
So we do hear about these temptations um, and, and other accounts, other gospel accounts do give us more of that dialogue. Um, but I'm just trying to imagine Jesus in that scenario and again, facing the devil and, and, and that encounter between the ultimate good and evil, right? That we always see that in, in movies, right? It's always the evil against the good and the good always wins out. But here is Jesus to, to do the battle. So he can finish his mission to bring us home. Well, well, that's right. And, um, you know, there's a there's so much going on. I mean, he doesn't come to preach repentance to the devil because the devil's decision has already been made. It's, yeah. it's permanent. He's not here to do that. He's that he's here to call us to repentance, but not the devil. So what he has to do is just battle directly with the devil and. Mark also tells us in chapter three what this is, what's going on is Jesus says there that the strong man, while his goods are safe and secure, uh, has, is, has got uh, dominion over the household. But if a, someone stronger comes along and overtakes him, then he steals what he was protecting. Well, that's what's happening in the desert. Jesus is the stronger one than the strong man, and he's binding him up so that he can then take away from him what he's got, which is you and me. And that's what he's come to do. He's come to take us from the kingdom of Satan and darkness and death to bring us to his kingdom of light and life and love. And so that's what he does in the desert. He's basically binding the strong man and tying him up so that he can come out into the public ministry and just pummel the kingdom of darkness and ultimately on the cross destroy it. Right. I'm talking with Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit, as we are entering the Lenten season and going on our own Lenten journey, takes us into this wilderness, takes us into the desert. You know, as you're talking about this battle, I think about the scripture we just heard uh, since we're recording this on Sunday, where Jesus goes and he preaches in the temple and there is a man possessed by a demon. I love this. And the demon says, what are you going to do with us? You know, we know who you are. Are you here to, I, I like to say, eradicate us? The demons know Jesus is on the scene and he's not like any other rabbi. I mean, we should pick up. I, on that particular boy, the demons are frightened yeah, yeah. at Jesus. Well, well, they discern in the voice of lowly Jesus. Yeah. The voice of the word, capital W. The, the word, uh, you know, the voice of the Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. I mean, it's coming in power. Well, that's why the people are marveling at Christ's word. It's like, what is this? He's speaking with authority. The demons are subject to him. Well, it's because we're meant in our faith to discern the incarnation of the Son of God uh, in, in, in what's happening there. Because uh, that really is a manifestation of the power of the Son of God. We don't have that kind of power over this angel, this, this very powerful angel. Um, but Christ does because he's God. And as he exits that that 40 day period, um, the move is on. The move is on now for 
his mission. And, and where do we catch Jesus then as he leaves that encounter with Satan and then leaves the desert? Well, it will steadily rise in crescendo as we get closer and closer with more and more public manifestations of his of his uh, identity as the son of God, you know, like the healings and the like, it will stir up the the powers of evil to come against him. But the powers of evil don't only include just pure spirits. He's also got his friends in our world. Uh, so, for example, at the very beginning when he was born, Herod was... He was not of the kingdom of light. He wanted to kill the child. Well, that's not, not ex, that's not coming from the kingdom of Christ. That's the kingdom of darkness. Uh, Herod saw this child as a rival and wanted to kill him. Well, see, that's what's going to steadily happen as Jesus' public ministry unveils as well, is he's going to have many of the servants of darkness come up against him. Mm. And he's going to suffer greatly as a result. Uh, and ultimately coming to the cross. Right. Again, we're with Father Dan Petit as we are on a Lenten journey together. Father Dan, I want to talk more about temptation and some of the ways that the the disciplines of Lent will help us to resist those temptations in our own life. But we are coming up on our break. So stay with me and we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Sounds good. Thank you. 728 at Monterey Day Radio on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Glad to have you along for the ride. And our Parish of the Week this week has a feast day coming up on Sunday, even though it's technically not a feast day on Sunday. Our Lady of Lords. That's right. Our Lady of Lords in Vancouver is our Parish of the Week this week. And we will be talking with the pastor uh, coming up. Father Leonardo will join us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. So we're excited to have him. But we want to make your parish the Parish of the Week. And it's easy to do. All you have to do is tell us why we should pick you. Drop us an email. Info. I am. Info, info at matradayradio.com. And the next Tuesday, when Brenda gets back from vacation, we could be announcing your parish as our parish of the week here at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. 
talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we're less than a week away from our Lenten celebration. And Father Dan Petit will be back with more tips to help you go deep this Lent here at Mater Day Radio. It's 7.30. Record rainfall in Southern California led to flooding and landslides this week, particularly in the Los Angeles area, where the local branch of Catholic Charities is soliciting donations to help with relief efforts. After four straight days of heavy rain ended on Wednesday, some parts of the Los Angeles metro area received more than a foot of rain. As of late Monday, Los Angeles authorities had responded to more than 475 mudslides. Some damaged homes making them unsafe to enter. Nine deaths are confirmed so far. Alexandria Arnold, a spokeswoman for Catholic Charities of Los Angeles, told Catholic News Agency a disaster relief fund will be used to help families and individuals who are suffering from the effects of the storm. And Catholic Charities USA is sending additional funding for disaster relief. She encouraged people of goodwill to donate to the Disaster Relief Fund of Catholic Charities of Los Angeles online. Oregon lawmakers heard emotional testimony in Salem last night about the many lives lost to drugs as they get ready to vote on bills that could modify Measure 110. The testimony came in a lengthy public hearing where dozens of Oregonians testified for and against the bills to change Measure 110, which decriminalized the use of small amounts of illicit drugs. It was a room divided as lawmakers heard from dozens of Oregonians across the evening One proposal, House Bill 4002, would repeal the law that decriminalized small amounts of the hard drugs and go from the current Class E violation to a Class C misdemeanor with potential jail time rather than a possible fine. If legislation is not passed, some who testified last night say they're already considering putting forth another ballot measure for voters to decide. Pope Francis will preside at the Mass and the traditional Ash Wednesday procession on February 14th on Aventine Hill in Rome. The the Office of Liturgical Celebrations announced that before the Eucharist, the Holy Father will preside at the First Latin Station at St. Anselm Church, also situated on the Aventine. Later, Pope Francis will participate in the penitential procession of St. Sabina Basilica. There, he'll celebrate Mass and bless the ashes that will be distributed to the faithful. And in his Lenten message for 2024, Pope Francis centered on the book of Exodus, choosing through the desert, God leads us to freedom. And the Pope framed this reflection on the departure of the Israelites from Egypt, a story that not only represents the journey from bondage to emancipation, but also of revelation and spiritual freedom. The 19th Annual National Catholic Prayer Breakfast opened with a reception last night, and the main activities are happening this morning at the Pope St. John Paul II National Shrine in Washington, D.C., The event started back in 2004 and was established in response to St. John Paul the Great's call for a new evangelization. 
Mark Randall, director and chairman of the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast, outlines the event's activities. The event really starts with a, a mass and a VIP reception the night before. That'll be taking place uh, up at the JP2 Shrine. And then the uh, morning of the event kicks off bright and early, 7 a.m. Uh, we have uh, vacation, blessing, greeting from the Holy Father. Uh, we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet together, which is always a very beautiful thing. We have uh, two Sisters of Mercy who are coming and to lead us in that this year. Uh, and then, of course, we eat. Uh, but we'll also be presenting our Christi Fidelis Leici Award this year to Helen Alvarez. We're very excited about that. Springfield, Illinois, Bishop William Byrne will also serve as this year's keynote speaker for the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast. Five U.S. Marines who were aboard a military helicopter that went down in the mountains near San Diego were found dead, authorities said on Thursday. The CH-53E Super Stallion helicopter was reported overdue on Tuesday during a routine training flight from Creech Air Force Base northwest of Las Vegas to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego. The aircraft wing said efforts to recover the remains of the Marines and equipment has begun and an investigation is underway. The names of the Marines will not be released until 24 hours after all next of kin notifications are complete. Harsh conditions and heavy snow from historic storm that hit California this week made it challenging for rescue crews to access the area. In sports, Central Catholic High School's quarterback, Crew Newman, Oregon's football player of the year, is committed to, <gasps> wait for it, Portland State. Wow. He's playing for the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to stay very close to home. Newman was a three-year starter for the Rams, and in that span, his record 37-2, and two, leading Central Catholic to state championships in 2021 and 2023. During his senior season, Newman completed 68.2% of his passes for 2,671 yards and 31 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Oh, and by the way, he also picked up 719 yards in rushing. He does it all. Wow. Yeah. He's hey. something else. And like I said, in that state championship game, it was so much fun to watch. He nice. is, It's going to be so cool to be able to see him on the same field where he played high school football because they play out in Hillsboro. But then so, they really, yeah, so, so he be, is so familiar with like, that field. He's definitely familiar with that field, yeah. So this <laughs> um, will be really a, a good local sports story. And congratulations, crew. Absolutely. Yeah. Your hard work has paid off. And indeed. And the Vikings, I know, are very excited about that. <laughs> With the Lenten season so close at hand, you may be beginning about something to give up and something to do. Mm -hmm. Well, a holy hour in adoration might be that thing you mm -hmm. want to do. Adoration is a foundational type of prayer that should be part of every Christian spiritual life. This does not refer only to Eucharistic adoration, but to all types of prayerful adoration, both inside a church and at home. Catechism of the Catholic Church gives a brief summary of adoration in its section on prayer, where it says, Adoration is the first attitude of a man acknowledging that he is a creature before his creator. It exalts the greatness of the Lord who made us and the almighty power of the Savior who sets us free from evil. And Peter Kozlowski at Alatea points out that this is an important type of prayer as it reminds us of our place in the world and helps prevent us from being too prideful. So sometimes we're tempted to think that we are God, 
But adoration corrects that temptation and forces us to look upon the creator of all. And the catechism continues its commentary on adoration, saying adoration is homage of the spirit to the king of glory, respectful silence in the presence of the ever greater God, adoration of the thrice holy and sovereign God of love blends with humility and gives assurance to our supplications. Just reading that, that's our catechism, right? Just reading that makes you want to get on your knees before the Blessed Sacrament, doesn't it? It is. It, it is hu- humility and thanksgiving all together, and it's so powerful. We yeah. are mere creatures. Yeah, do it. Do it. I mean, that's a great recommendation. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Sunday, February 11th, Mount Angel Abbey is hosting a talk entitled The Rule of St. Benedict. The Joy of Practicing Benedictine Spirituality Within the Layperson's Life. This 10.30 morning talk by Dr. Pamela Patnode, who is a Benedictine Oblate and the Director of the Catholic School Leadership Program at St. Paul Seminary in Minnesota, talks about the relevance of the rule of St. Benedict for lay people. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to materdayradio.com or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. Wow, good advice coming from all quarters. Mm -hmm. I mean it. That is fantastic going on Sunday there on the Hilltop. And we've got more good advice coming our way from Father Dan. Dina Marie continues his conversation with Father Dan Petit on tips for Lent just ahead after we check that weekend weather forecast next at Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. 
Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. 742 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 47 and low of 39 today as the traffic backs up on Sylvan Hill. Today we settle into a 30% chance of rain, but that's going to go up to 80% as we head into the evening. But Saturday, partially sunny. The rain's going to taper off tomorrow, so we should dry on out. Currently 38 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church out in Forest Grove. And it's 39 at St. Joseph the Worker Catholic Church in Portland. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Father Dan Petit as we are on a Lenten journey. We're continuing to discuss a bit about Jesus in that 40-day journey in the desert. We're in our own 40-day period of, of a desert, a wilderness in this time of Lent. And let's talk, Father Dan, you talked a little bit about Jesus in this battle with the devil, and he's going to go out and continue now a public ministry, which we know will lead to his passion, his death, and ultimately his resurrection, his victory on the cross, which is why we celebrate the victory of Easter Sunday. Every Sunday is a resurrection Sunday, Um, but we're in that desert and we're called to even follow Jesus in that desert during this time of Lent. What does that mean? What are some of the ways that we do enter into the desert time for this season of Lent? Uh, Well, I can give you a real concrete example. What would it be like to put your cell phone away for 40 days? That would be that would be a good experience of the desert, because if you think about it, when you go out to the desert, I would doubt whether you have much Wi-Fi signal out there. Uh, And there's not a whole lot going on either, other than just a bunch of sand and dirt. And uh, certainly there aren't many cafes around or bars or anything else to go to to distract ourselves. So that would be a great example of what does it mean to go out into the desert? It does mean to enter more into the language of God, which is silence, you know, um, and allowing our faith to um, hear him there in the silence, uh, because that's what we need. Some of that silence in Lent needs to get inside of us so that we come to the peace of Christ. Right. Well, you mentioned a big word, Father Dan, distractions. And I I think our culture today, that's what it's filled. That's the world, which is, I think, a very intentional part of the world trying to distract us away from that what is good, beautiful and holy. Right. Yeah. And that is true. And and it's helpful. That's why it's helpful to become during Lent, as we would say, entering the desert, because it does let some of that the distractions fall off. And what happens? What 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 comes up when you haven't got the distractions? Uh, what is that? Well, that's usually what needs some attention. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned silence, Father Dan. What are some ways? Because I think people can get a little bit. Uh, intimidated. They might be, what do I do? What do I do? We feel like we have to occupy time with sound or with activities and to be in the silent can be a foreign idea for some. Yeah, I think so. With the 
steady, steady diet we have of information. You know, we're in the information age, as we would say. And uh, it's we're constantly in that experience of new information coming down the line that we do need to interrupt that in order for us to hear the voice of God. Um, and, and it becomes necessary for us to take time. That's the thing. Any relationship we're going to have that we ever want to develop, it takes time. And it's no, and that's true with God as well. So, um, you know, the things that I recommend during Lent and that I also try to practice for myself is taking time every day and adding to what I'm already doing to try to be present, you know, and listen. And, uh, and uh, for me, that means especially to take time before the Blessed Sacrament, uh, whether it's the tabernacle or adoration, uh, to just listen, to just listen. Faith comes through hearing. And I think that becomes important instead of hearing the voices of the world, which are just constantly coming at us. You know, we talk about how we need, everyone needs to find their voice today, which is certainly fine, but why would we deny every other voice? We would want to hear every other voice except the voice of Christ. Why is that voice being centered so much in the culture? I think we need to hear that voice in order for be fed and nourished. Right, right. And we hear about Jesus, uh, the, the temptations that being tempted by Satan, we obviously are tempted every day. I mean, multiple times a day, we are bombarded with temptations of the flesh in so many ways. How do we build up a way to resist these temptations that come at us? We used to speak, for example, of avoiding near occasion of sin what that could what that i think could mean though if we translate that into contemporary terms is i need to learn how to guard overexposing my weakness uh, weakness when it's exposed the outcome is fairly predictable and see what's happening today with the constant influx of materials coming at us, our weaknesses can easily become exposed and even overexposed, and we end up falling. And we wonder, gee, why did I, how did I, and we think we just have to will ourselves more. No, we need to come to know ourselves and our own weakness well enough that we guard our weakness and learn to guard it so we don't overexpose it. So like an alcoholic going into a bar is overexposing his weakness. And we need to learn to be, be vigilant that way as well. Um, I think as we, especially Lent is a great time to grow in kind of self-knowledge. What am I grappling with? What am I struggling with? What is my weakness? And how can I go about learning to guard it so I don't overexpose it? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. And looking at the life of St. Francis, Father Dan, what are some of the ways St. Francis would battle these temptations? How would he deal with resisting temptations in his life? Well, this is where we have to understand what lovers do. Francis was so in love with Christ. And we have to take that into account when we understand that this is a man that threw his body on rose bushes. 
this this is a man who fasted three periods a year for 40 days each on nothing but bread and water. I mean, now most of us would never even think of doing that for one 40-day period, let alone three. But that's what Francis did. Um, and he did apologize at the end of his life for how he treated his body. And, you know, even the great St. Catherine of Siena, equally, she exhorted her followers to don't follow my example. She went so extreme. But see, lovers do that. Um, and uh, we can't just say they're crazy. No, they're in love. You know, what can we do? Well, we can attempt to grow in love so that we begin down the path of stepping up the efforts more to not offend God anymore because we love him. I don't want to offend someone I love. Well, I think that becomes our great, what do I need to grow in love then? Well, I need to grow in my ability to be with God and my desire to be with God by actually being with him more, you know, spend time with him, step that up a little bit. And um, those are those are like going to the Eucharist, not missing mass on Sunday. Let's get down to some basics, you know, things like this that become so important for us. Uh, the sacrament of reconciliation. I'm refusing, receiving a, an infusion of God's love into my soul at that point when I go to confession and growing literally in the love of God. Mm -hmm. We see in the stations of the cross that Jesus falls down. He falls three times, you know, but that means that he got up three times to continue to move forward in the midst of such pain and suffering. And when we fall, when we mess up again, uh, I'm complaining. Uh, my, my things are coming out of my mouth that they shouldn't have. Uh, maybe, I'm on the internet and things are not appropriate that I'm looking at. I mean, there's a lot of temptations, but when we fall, what can give us the strength to get up and then to turn away from that sin? Well, this is of course the, the, the message of mercy. I mean, it's, it's the encouragement we have for repenting because when we do repent, who we meet is the kind, merciful, loving savior, who's the guardian of our souls. Um, he's the savior and, and he does revive us in our faith, our hope, our love. And that's why we need to constantly return to him. Now we get very busy in the culture, obviously in the American culture, we're very busy. Um, but we need to also realize there's more than just a hardware store in town. Um, so often I think that's what we identify American life with is just the hardware store. We go there to get our nuts and bolts to get the job done. And we forget that just down the street, there's a bakery. And we've got to be able to go to the bakery to be fed or else we're going to run out of gas by always going to the hardware store and thinking that's all there is. Um, well, Christ is the bakery. He's, he's, he's the, the bread come down from heaven to feed and give life to the world. We need to frequent him so that we can be strengthened for this love that we want to give and bring into the world. Beautiful. Yeah. Increasing our love. That is the key and increasing our time with Jesus, that silent time. I know our churches make that opportunity available 
do you make that opportunity available in your schedule? And that's the challenge for each of us to make some changes. Little ones are going to make a big difference when they're wrapped around the heart of Jesus Christ. Uh, Father Dan Petit with us as always. It's fun to talk and explore and to continue to go on journeys with you. Uh, Would you please help us close this time in prayer and lead us in our own Lenten journey with your closing prayer and blessing? Sure, let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we commend to you each one of ourselves, our lives, our hopes, our dreams for Lent this coming 2024. We ask and pray uh, an increase of your hope, your faith, and your especially your love within us, that we may grow in love of you, and through you, love for one another. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord, amen. May the blessed mighty God descend upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed Lenten journey, and we will look forward to talking with you very soon. Sounds good, Dina Marie, and you too. We'll see you in the desert. All right. Sounds good. 755 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Yep, we're getting ready for the Desert of Lent, and it is a wonderful time, really, to go deeper into your faith. We've got the perfect tool for you to do that. It is our Hail Mary Media mm-hmm. app, and we are going to have some incredible, very special Lenten resources there for you. So if you really want to grow closer to Christ during our Lenten season and get ready for Easter, Download that app and then check out the Linton resources we have for you. It's a great way to grow in faith with your friends right here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 757 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, big fire in North Portland yesterday, mm. but it's uh, it's become a rallying point for the community. And we'll tell you more about that next. And every parent's role is to pass the faith on to their children. But what is keeping the children from practicing the faith themselves? Mm-hmm. A new study is giving a good clue to parents about what it's going to take. I'll tell you what it is coming up in news. That's right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. In 1869, little Paquita was born to the village chief's brother near Mount Aguilari. 
Her father was a respected man who gave the world to his family. They feared nothing and wanted for nothing. Everything she knew changed when she was captured by the Arab slave traders at age seven. Bakita was forced to walk hundreds of miles barefoot to Eliobid, where she would be bought and sold numerous times over the next 12 years. One occasion that literally scarred her for the rest of her life was when she had to perform a traditional Sudan practice of tattooing herself with scars using razors and salt. She had received 114 scars that day and would have been whipped to death if she tried to stop her early. Bakita wasn't her actual name, but the name she adopted from one of her masters after she forgot her original name, most likely as a result from the countless years of cruel abuse and treatment as a slave. Ironically, Bakita means fortunate or lucky one. In 1882, Bakita was finally sold to an Italian official who didn't beat her. He showed mercy to his slaves, and when he had to return to Italy, Bakita begged him to take her with him. After three long years of secretly fleeing Sudan, Bakita and her new master's family lived in peace at their home in Venice. Eventually, Bakita's family decided to return to Sudan, and in the process of moving, the lady of the house and Bakita stayed with the local Canisian sisters. It was there that she met Christ for the first time and was baptized as Josephine Margaret. She then joined the order and happily lived out her vocation for the rest of her life. A student once asked her what she would do if she ever met her captors. St. Josephine immediately replied, If I were to meet those who kidnapped me, and even those who tortured me, I would kneel and kiss their hands. For if these things had not happened, I would not have been a Christian and a religious today. She died in 1947 a free woman, her freedom found in the Lord. We've all experienced suffering at some point in our lives. It can come in small ways, like having to wait more than three days for your package to arrive. Or maybe you got blisters from your new shoes. It can also come in overwhelming ways, like a messy breakup or divorce, a life-threatening illness, or unexpectedly losing a loved one. We've started to believe that suffering isn't necessary and can even be avoided. Why should you go through that messy breakup if you could avoid a serious commitment from the start? Why live in agony or hardship when you could just end the problems now? The truth is, we come to know Christ through our suffering. He told his disciples that whoever wishes to follow him must pick up his cross. The resurrection can't happen without the passion, and it's through the passion that we journey to the foot of the cross, learning how to carry our own crosses. There's not always a reason for why our suffering happens, but God will always be there to conquer evil allowing the resurrection to break through in triumph. St. Josephine Bakita, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. You can find more information about the saints and also access our fantastic Lenten resources. Download today our free Hail Mary media app, and you can find the details at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> This morning, crews from Portland Fire and Rescue are still on site monitoring hot spots from a large warehouse fire in North Portland. They initially responded to a three-alarm fire around 6.30 yesterday morning at Royce's Prop Shop located on North Albina Avenue at North Killingsworth Street in North Portland. Heat from the fire was so intense that it broke windows of nearby buildings. Smoke from the flames impacted air quality in the area so badly that Jefferson High School dismissed their students early at 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Currently, Neighborhood uh, is coming together in a fundraiser for Royce's Prop Shop, and they say that business will continue. 
Officials at Portland Fire and Rescue say the investigation into how the fire began is still ongoing. At or near the top of almost any Catholic parent's list of things they want for their children is for them to continue practicing their Catholic faith into adulthood. But recent statistics paint a sobering picture. In the United States today, only about 15% of children, one five, raised Catholic in households, grow up to be faithful adults. Well, a recent study by the Applied Research in the Apostolate revealed details on what keeps children practicing their faith. Dr. Greg Popchek told Catholic News Agency that overall conclusion of the study was that children who grew up in a warm and affectionate home, spending time with their family in fun, prayer, and service to others are more likely to remain Catholics as adults. Among households that were successful in fostering lasting faith, children understood their parents to be open to hearing and talking about the children's doubts and struggles when it comes to faith, an environment where kids didn't feel like they would be lectured or scolded for having questions or struggles or doubts. And if a question arose the parents didn't have the answer to, they would pursue the answer together. A lawsuit against the state of Idaho filed by the Satanic Temple that tried to work around the state's strict abortion ban by creating an abortion ritual has failed. The lawsuit, which also took aim at the constitutionality of Idaho's Defense of Life Act, was rejected on all levels. But this is just the first round as lawyers with the Satanic Temple have intended their appeal. After the Supreme Court's 2002 decision in the Dobbs versus Jackson case, Idaho initiated their Defense of Life Act. The legislation made every attempt to perform an abortion in Idaho, with emergency exceptions, a criminal act. An Idaho federal district court heard arguments on January 31st and then yesterday dismissed those challenges to the state statutes criminalizing abortion. Lawyers representing the Satanic Temple have already stated they intend to take the case to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Pat, as preposterous as this lawsuit sounds, we cannot just disregard it. We have always got to be aware uh, and, and know that we are on the side of life. And we cannot just let these things be, you know, just handled by other people. Well, the precedent is set. So since they've allowed them to have the displays in state capitals around around the country uh, where they are able to display their satanic, uh, I guess it's Moloch that they put the statues up, the, the precedent is there that they can influence these state courts. So uh, Idaho stood ground, but we'll see where it goes with the appeals process. This is far from over. Portlanders whose frozen pipes burst or leaked during last month's winter storms can request a credit for sewer, storm water, and water bills. This is so people don't have to pay for the increased water use. The Portland Water Bureau says after customers receive their bill showing the increased usage, they must repair the leak and apply for a leak adjustment within 90 days. To get the bill adjusted, they say to please contact their customer service by phone or email. And the tiniest rhinoceros at the Oregon Zoo turned two months old this week. But he ain't so tiny. Veterinary staff confirmed, though, it's a boy. Born December 4th at around 100 pounds, the youngster now weighs 
225 <laughs> pounds and beginning to venture outside for short periods of times. Josie and her baby are mostly off view to allow the new family a little comfortable place to continue to bond. But the calf hit another big milestone over this past sunny weekend. That warm weather and it was dry enough to let him venture outside for the first time. Now, lucky guests might get a quick glimpse of Josie and her baby on warm and dry days, but zoo staff say they'll be spending most of their time in the maternity den until spring. Care staff, though, they're still deciding on what to uh, name this uh, big bundle of joy. I, I was wondering about that, but you know the the zoo's right around the corner here. Uh-huh. I mean, we're not too far. Let's let's go pay Josie let's go a visit. Take a we little should, look. Yeah, let's take some diapers over. You know, Field if trip. you take that's right. If you take that, what's that road that takes you up kind of through Skyline. Washington Park? Is that Skyline? Yeah, yeah. There is a, a portion of that road that you can see the outer fence line of the zoo. Yeah, right. And, exactly. and every now and then you can glimpse a, a rare animal. I don't know if it's going to be the rhinoceri, but, you know, those pachyderms, right? So isn't like tiny rhinoceros an oxymoron? I for think sure? It, for sure it falls into that category. <laughs> And in sports, Shaden Sharp, the Blazers' first-round pick in the 2022 NBA draft, has decided to have uh, his injured core muscles surgery after worsening symptoms. Sharp hasn't played in a game since January 11th when he left the court against Oklahoma City with a lower abdominal strain. His injury was reevaluated at the end of January, and he was expected to return, but things got worse. So now he is out for an indefinite period of time. And the Blazers back home tonight, taking on the worst team in the NBA. So odds are they could get a win. Taking on the Detroit, the hapless Detroit Pistons tonight. 7 o'clock tip in the Motor Center. Well, many people will be gathering to watch Super Bowl on Sunday. And according to a recent American survey of Super Bowl watchers, 40% of them look forward to attending the game or hosting a party with a group of people rather than simply watching it at home. But they often spend little time actually in front of the TV. They say the overall average viewing time watching the actual athletes <laughs> is a mere 29 minutes out of the official three-hour broadcast. I can see that. Yeah. Can, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, they say that number was dragged down by nearly a third of respondents who spend more time in front of the snack and food table than anywhere else. More are going to be standing around eating than watching the game. Those meatballs with the toothpicks in them. That's mm. what. Nine percent. I'm I'm impressed that they found nine percent <laughs> that were actually willing to admit that they even know what teams were going to be playing. They're just more happy to get together and eat. But when asked who won last year's Super Bowl, a third was able to identify who. Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs won yeah. it last year. Right. So besides the athletic play, the survey conducted revealed three more important things. 55% said they're looking forward to the halftime show. 45% are eager to see the commercials. And 40% they like to just drink. <laughs> <laughs> so a tip if you are spent uh, attending a party, more than three quarters, 77% of respondents agree that it is rude. Patrick, it is rude to stand and talk in the same room 
that people are watching the game. Absolutely. They say, move to the kitchen. Please. All right. So <laughs> we're going to talk more about the big game and what, yeah, Patrick, you and I are going to get ready to prepare. And Eric has got some incredible numbers as to what will actually be consumed during Super Bowl. That coming how many, up. How many wings? Woo. A good amount. <laughs> yep. That coming up in today's second cup. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, Sunday, February 11th is the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, the patron of Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver, our Parish of the Week. Join the parish community as they celebrate their patroness all day with breakfast for the Knights of Columbus after both their 9 and 11 o'clock masses. They'll also have crafts and activities for all ages to celebrate Our Lady with your entire family. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. And the priest celebrating that Mass will be Father Leonardo Pistano. He is the pastor at uh, St. Uh, our, our Lady, Lady of Lourdes Lord. Catholic yeah. Church in Vancouver, and he is our guest next on the Morning Blend. We'll be checking in with Father Leonardo after we look at the weekend weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaturDayRadio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Mater Dei Radio is excited to feature all the dynamic activities of our local Catholic communities with our Parish of the Week. This week, we shine our spotlight on Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church and School in Vancouver. We proudly salute Administrator Father Leonardo Pistano, his team, their students, and the dedicated parishioners at Our Lady of Lords in Vancouver. Your church community could be our next winner. Let us know the reasons why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info at materdayradio.com to nominate your church as our parish of the week. 
Then listen Tuesday morning at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to announce our winner. We want to highlight your church as our next Parish of the Week on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 13 at Mater Day Radio, high of 47 and low of 39 today, as we have a 30% chance of rain, but that climbs up to 80% as we head into the afternoon and the evening. But that rain's going to taper off tomorrow, and we're going to get a partially sunny Saturday. Although it's going to be a cold one, no highs above 50 anytime soon. Currently, it is 39 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's warmed up to 40 at St. Philip Benizi Catholic Church in Cresswell. Here at Mater Day Radio, we have been so excited to introduce the Parish of the Week. Oh, yeah. Our second week, we are honoring and, and just shining the spotlight on a nice little community and neighborhood church in the Franklin neighborhood of Vancouver. But they have a powerful saint as their patronage. It is Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church and School in Vancouver. And joining us today is their pastor, Father Leonardo Pistano. Good morning, Father Leonardo. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Blend. I understand you're a little jet lagged because you've just come back from your home country of the Philippines. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be with you this morning. Um, I'm glad to uh, share with you about uh, Our Lady of Lourdes Parish here at Franklin Street in Vancouver. Thank you for giving me this opportunity today. Well, Father Leonardo, why don't you give us a little bit uh, of your background, and when did you be, when were you ordained a priest? I was ordained a priest in 1994. Uh, I was ordained for the Archdiocese of of, uh, Haro in Iloilo, Philippines. And uh, I've been a priest now going 30 years. Um, Wow. This coming April 3rd. 13th will be the 30th year that I was ordained a priest. That is a lot of experience, and I am sure the people and parishioners there at Our Lady of Lords are so fortunate to have such a, we'll say, well-seasoned priest guiding them along the way. And then how long has it been now that you have been uh, assigned at Our Lady of Lords in Vancouver? Uh, this is now my going third year here at Our Lady of Lords. And I've been with the Archdiocese of Seattle for almost uh, 19 years. Oh, wow. So 19 years with the Archdiocese of Seattle, three of those most recent spent there at Our Lady of Lords. So just give us a little picture of the community there and the parishioners who attend Our Lady of Lords. The parish of Our Lady of Lords is indeed a very vibrant Catholic uh, church community here at uh, Franklin Street. And uh, we have a community of uh, uh, 790 uh, registered uh, parishioners. And we have also a very um, wonderful school here at Our Lady of Lourdes Parish School. And uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, good uh, offers here for education, learning the faith, and uh, be, grow compassionate uh, and loving and being creative and uh, our, our, our kids here are being formed to be truly uh, patterned to the love of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, and we value um, education but above all 
how they could live up their faith mm. as uh, children of God. Father Leonardo, yesterday we had the great opportunity to talk with the principal there at Our Lady of Lords, and she talked about what a large 240 students and active school it is. But many parishes, when they have a school on campus, they do find it difficult to connect the activities of the church and the school together. But in at Our Lady of Lords, you do have some wonderful ways in which you connect the work of the church and what the kids are doing in school. Tell us about it. Yeah, we always make sure that every Thursday, our kids would uh, have uh, uh, the opportunity to celebrate the school mass at nine o'clock uh, Thursday morning. And it's joined by the students and the staff here, with the faculty also, the teachers and the community. And um, we have a lot of activities also to help our kids grow in that faith by giving them opportunities also for uh, faith formation and also being able to receive the, the sacraments uh, and uh, being guided also to understand properly what they are uh, receiving and joining, just like they have their first confession, their first communion, and being offered also uh, understanding of the basic uh, Catholic uh, teachings. If you are just tuning in, Father Leonardo Pistano is joining us today. He's the pastor at our Parish of the Week. It is Our Lady of Lords in Vancouver. Well, Father, Lent is less than a week away. We have been talking a lot about what we are going to be doing for this journey. How are you encouraging your parishioners there at Our Lady of Lords to prepare for this season as we journey towards Easter? Uh, actually, um, Lent has not been here, but uh, we tried our best also to remind people uh, about uh, this coming uh, start of uh, the season of Lent. Uh, with the uh, imposition of ashes this coming Wednesday here. And so we ask people also to bring their old uh, palms to the church. And this Sunday, we're going to have them burned, and uh, they will be the one that will be used as uh, ashes to be imposed on the forehead uh, this coming Wednesday for the parishioners. So it's like uh, they've been preparing already for this uh, since last week, uh, and how uh, they could make this uh, Ash Wednesday a significant one, especially as they observe to uh, to truly uh, live um, the season of Lent and being able to reflect, to pray, to be able to do penance, and above all, to journey uh, with the Lord that they can grow in that faith and love of Jesus. Father, will the school children be joining in the church along with your parishioners to receive their ashes on Ash Wednesday? Oh, sure. Actually, uh, there will be two masses at 9 o'clock in the morning, and there will also be 6 o'clock in the evening. But the nice thing about it is the kids will be the one uh, to prepare and help in the liturgy by doing the serving, they're doing the singing, and uh, they will be there. All the uh, school community will be joining the community at the 9 uh, a.m. Mass on Wednesday. And uh, surely it would be a wonderful experience for our kids in the school. On that day. Oh, 
Father, Father Leonardo, you've got it figured out. If you want to have kids focused and engaged in what is happening in church, will you just draw them right in and make them part of the liturgy? It sounds like well, you're doing just wonderful things there at Our Lady of Lords. Thank you, Father, so much for joining us. Before we go this morning, will you end us with a prayer and your blessing? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, gracious Father, we thank you and we bless you for giving us this opportunity to truly serve you in your name, that whatever uh, ministry that we do, we do it always for the glory of your name, and that may our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Lourdes, will continue to intercede for us, to help us and guide us, as we journey towards faithfulness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Leonardo, thank you so much for that. And God bless you and all your parishioners at Our Lady of Lords in Vancouver. Thank you so much, and have a nice and great day. 822 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Wow, 30 years anniversary for Father Leonardo. Congratulations. That is fantastic. Our Parish of the Week, Our Lady of Lords, and her feast day coming up on Sunday. And also, we have our Spring share coming up. So I think vocations are our fruit that come out of that event. Mark your calendar, April 8th through 12th. That's the date for the share and keep an eye on your mailbox. If it didn't arrive yesterday, chances are it's coming today or tomorrow. It's our pre share letter. And it tells you all about all the ways that you could be a part of our spring share as we renew your hope. That's the theme. Renew your hope. The spring share coming up April 8th through 12th. And you can be a part of it right now at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 
Today Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 825 with Pat, Brenda, and Engineer Eric. And the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast is going on this morning. In addition to bacon, we'll find out what else is on the menu today. (laughs) And it sounds like our Pope Francis is feeling better and he's going to be pretty active during this Lenten season. Good news. We'll start with Ash Wednesday. He's got a full schedule plan. We'll talk more about that coming up. Here is Wall, always and everywhere. And here is Pat and Brenda on the Morning Blend, Mater Day Radio.
Notre Dame Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is a lob and always and everywhere. It's 8.30. And in your news this hour, record rainfall in Southern California led to flooding and landslides this week, particularly in the Los Angeles area, where the local branch of Catholic Charities is soliciting donations to help with release efforts. After four straight days of heavy rain ended on Wednesday, some parts of the L.A. metro area had received more than a foot of rain. As of late Monday, Los Angeles authorities had responded to more than 475 mudslides, some damaged homes, making them unsafe to enter. Nine deaths are also confirmed. Alexandria Arnold, a spokeswoman for Catholic Charities of Los Angeles, told Catholic News Agency a disaster relief fund will be used to help families and individuals who are suffering from the effects of the storm in Catholic Charities USA. They're sending additional funding for disaster relief. Oregon lawmakers heard emotional testimony in Salem last night about the many lives lost to drugs as they get ready to vote on bills that could modify Oregon Measure 110. The testimony came in a lengthy public hearing where dozens of Oregonians testified for and against the bills to change Measure 110, which decriminalized the small amounts of illicit drugs. It was a room divided as lawmakers heard from dozens of Oregonians weighing in on the future of the option. One proposal, House Bill 402, would repeal the law that decriminalized small amounts of hard drugs and go from the current Class E violation to the Class C misdemeanor, with with potential jail time rather than a possible fine. If legislation is not passed this session, someone who testified, many who testified actually yesterday, said they're already considering putting forward another ballot measure for voters to decide. Pope Francis will preside at the Mass and the traditional Ask Wednesday procession on February 14th on Aventine Hill in Rome. The Office of Liturgical Celebrations announced that before the Eucharist, the Holy Father will preside at the First Lenten Station at St. Anselm Church, also situated on the hill. Later, Pope Francis will participate in the penitential procession to St. Sabina Basilica, where he will celebrate Mass at 5 o'clock and bless ashes that will be distributed to the faithful. In his Lenten message for 2024, Pope Francis centered on the book of Exodus, choosing through the desert, God leads us to freedom. The Pope framed this reflection on the departure from the Israelites from Egypt, a story that not only represents the journey from bondage to emancipation, but also of revelation and spiritual freedom. Pope Francis will be making his personal Lenten spiritual from the afternoon of Sunday, February 18th, all the way to Friday, February 23rd. So, Brenda, in the procession, will the Pope be walking or in a wheelchair? I would presume that he is in a wheelchair, which is what he still uses. Right. But he is well enough to be there in order to do that. And that's the really wonderful part to be thankful for. The 19th Annual National Catholic Prayer Breakfast is happening right now at the St. John Paul II National Shrine in Washington, D.C. The event started last night with a reception and is in full swing this morning. The event began in 2004 and was established in response to St. John Paul the Great's call for a new evangelization. 
Mark Randall, director and chairman of the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast, outlines today's activities. The event really starts with a, a mass and a VIP reception the night before. That'll be taking place uh, up at the JP2 Shrine. And then the uh, morning of the event kicks off bright and early, 7 a.m. Uh, we have uh, invocation, blessing, greeting from the Holy Father. Uh, we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet together, which is always a very beautiful thing. We have uh, two Sisters of Mercy who are coming and to lead us in that this year. Uh, and then, of course, we eat. Uh, but we'll also be presenting our Christi Fidelis Leici Award this year to Helen Alvarez. We're very excited about that. Springfield, Illinois Bishop William Byrne is serving as this year's keynote speaker for the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast. Five U.S. Marines who were aboard a military helicopter that went down in the mountains near San Diego were found dead, according to authorities, on Thursday. The CH-53E Super Stallion helicopter was reported overdue on Tuesday during a routine training flight from Creech Air Force Base in northwest Las Vegas to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego. The aircraft wing said efforts to recover the remains of the Marines and equipment has begun and an investigation is underway. The names of the Marines not being released until 24 hours after all next of kin notifications are completed. Harsh conditions with heavy snow from a historic storm that hit California this week made it challenging for rescue crews to access the area. And in sports... Portland is Cruise Town. Yep, Central Catholic High School quarterback Crew Newman, Oregon's Football Player of the Year, has announced his commitment to Portland State University. Congratulations. He is staying close to home. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see him play. Newman was a three-year starter for the Rams, and in that span, he compiled a 37-2 and record, leading Central Catholic to state championships in 2021 and 2023. During his senior season, he completed 68.2% of his passes, gaining 267 yards, 31 touchdowns, only four interceptions. That's a great Great, great record right there. And to top it off, he had 15 more touchdowns rushing and 719 yards. Crew does it all, man. And now he is a Viking. So congratulations. He's going to be playing college ball on the same field where he played high school football out there in Hillsboro at Hillsboro Stadium. So he's very familiar with the turf there and how to get into the end zone. So this is going to be exciting. Like going home for him. It really, well, he's never leaving. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, crew. Adoration is a foundational type of prayer that should be part of every Christian spiritual life. This does not refer to only Eucharistic adoration, but to all types of prayerful adoration, both inside of church and at home. The Catechism of the Catholic Church gives a brief summary of adoration in its section on prayer, where it says, Adoration is the first attitude of a man acknowledging that he is a creature before his creator. It exalts the greatness of the Lord who made us and the almighty power of the Savior who sets us free from evil. Philip Kozlowski at Alatea points out that this is an important type of prayer as it reminds us of our place in the world and helps prevent us from being too prideful. Sometimes, he says, we're tempted to think we are God, but adoration corrects that temptation and forces us to look upon the creator of all. The Catechism continues its commentary on adoration by saying, Adoration is homage of the Spirit to the King of glory, respectful silence in the presence of the ever greater God. Adoration is 
adoration of the thrice holy and sovereign God of love blends with humility and gives assurance to our supplications. So whether you are at home or kneeling inside a chapel, we are challenged to adore God and a marvel at his divine majesty. Love it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. It's a very busy Sunday at the Abbey of Mount Angel Abbey. Nine organ sonatas this Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Join the Mount Angel Abbey community for an afternoon of organ music composed by Christopher M. Wicks with various organists presented by the American Guild of Organists. It's a beautiful church and a great organ. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. Boy, when they get that organ going, it is something. It will make the hair on your arms mm-hmm. literally stand up. I love that. Those are great concerts for sure. In a beautiful venue. I think there's a football game going on Sunday, too. I heard something about that. And people are going to be eating lots and lots and lots of chicken wings. How many? Eric has the answer for you (laughs) after we check your weather forecast next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Catechism defines an indulgence as a remission before God of the temporal punishment due to sins whose guilt has already been forgiven. But is it biblical to say punishment remains after God has forgiven our sins and that we can do something to satisfy it? I think it is. For example, David is forgiven of his sin in 2 Samuel 12, but yet must suffer the death of his son. Even Jesus teaches in Luke 12 that the servant who sins without full knowledge will be punished, but in a lesser degree. It is such temporal consequences that indulgences remit. Exercising her power to bind and loose, the church grants indulgences to help her children heed St. Paul's exhortation in Philippians 2.12, work out your salvation. So is the Catholic understanding of an indulgence biblical? You bet it is. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. One of the many ways you can help Mater Day Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at materdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. 7, 841 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 47 and low of 39 today as we settle into a 30% chance of rain. 
but 30 becomes 80 as we head into the evening, but that chance of rain then goes down again as we go into the weekend. Partially sunny skies on Saturday. Currently 39 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it's 39 at St. Pius X Catholic Church in Beaverton. Oh, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. It starts later in the afternoon. I want to say kickoff is... 3.30, I believe. At 3.30. Yeah. Okay, so you got plenty of time to eat ahead of the game. Now, it or used to be... Or during the game. It used to be my goal was to bring out a new food item every yes. quarter until one of the kids fell on the ground <laughs> and had to stretch out in order to, to like level out all the food. You've done that before, haven't you, Pat? Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, more than once. <laughs> Uh, and as I said in uh, our earlier in the show, most people are gathering just to gather to watch the game, not necessarily because yeah. you've got yeah. a you know a, a dog in the fight, so to speak. Unless you're from Kansas City or San Francisco, or maybe in this case Santa Clara. There because... are a lot of there are a lot of <laughs> Niner fans, at least in my neighborhood, because I, I walking around see these flags people putting in their in front of their house and lots of Niner flags out there. So the, so the, the Seahawk flags have been replaced by Niner flags. Don't think it's the same houses. Right. But but I'm, I, I have seen a number of these Niner flags out. So a lot, a lot of Niner yeah. fans well, are here. Well, our good friend David Andrus, yeah. he's a big 49er fan. Yep. But that's because before there was the Seattle Seahawks, right. San Francisco was the closest team to this area. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have so many Fans. Now, we were also laughing as we were talking in our meeting. Typically, the bishops of the diocese that are playing have a little wager. But you pointed out something interesting about boundaries and diocese line in the Bay Area. Right. So the San Francisco 49ers, even though uh, Archbishop Corleone has entered into these wagers... That technically is not his team because <laughs> that is in the Diocese of San, San Jose. San Jose. Right, it's in Santa Clara. Because that's so where... So that's not the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Yeah. But it used to be, though. It did use... Well, yeah, because okay, yeah. That's right. Candlestick yeah. Park was in San Francisco, yes. right there on the bay. You, you, mm-hmm. It opened up, but, I mean, it was an old stadium. They had issues with fog creeping in to the games. Oh, especially and it would, for baseball. It yeah. would mess things up a little bit, so they put the stadium in Santa Clara. It's almost an hour from San Francisco to get to Santa Clara. It's like 45, 50 minutes. You throw some traffic in there and uh, you're a little bit of a ways from San Francisco. And there are two Kansas City dioceses. So, you know, because you got Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. But I, I think Archbishop Nauman over there is doing the wager so yeah. okay yeah is, is so. the stadium in the state of kansas or the state of missouri i believe it's it's kansas it's in kansas uh, wow well, i need to look yeah We're, I'm let's not sure. look that one yeah. up so uh, again those teams they're they're ready to take this on but many people around the country it's one of the biggest watched events you know that uh, we're going to experience they want to gather most just because it's great to be with friends and most people that gather for the game will spend more time in front of the food table than they will in front of the tv watching the athletes so if you are going to do that don't stand around in front of somebody while they're trying to watch the game just go back to the kitchen where the food is do you know it live it love it that is that is the 
definite rule for for Super Bowl Sunday. If people are watching the game, take your conversation yeah, elsewhere. elsewhere. That's right. a, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good rule of thumb to have for anything. I had to look it up. Arrowhead Stadium in Missouri. It's in Missouri. Yeah. Okay. 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 Right. Good to know. To know. <laughs> so, Patrick, in your years, you have watched many and cried after a few Super Bowls, but you never cry over the food that you eat. What Mm-mm. kind of things do you like to eat during the big game? you got to plan something special. This is no ordinary football so my, game. My favorite Super Bowl memory was like an all-you-can-eat rib fest. What? Yeah, the Cowboys beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl in Pasadena, and I just remember that I remember the game, of course, but the thing I remember most was we had like all you could eat ribs, so what? that was just amazing. Yeah, but when it goes, my go-to, yes, nachos. Nachos yeah, is it? That's my go-to. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Now I've got a bag of uh, tortilla chips. I've got some salsas, some queso ready. So that way you can get it all mixed up and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I am having a chili-like stew. Now, Patrick, I have learned, even at my age, I can learn new tricks. And I recognize that chili does not have beans in it. So I will be preparing something like chili because I am going to be including the beans in it. I, I, and that's perfectly permissible. Okay. As, as long as you recognize if it's got beans in it, that's not chili. So you know how this big, you know, fad with charcuterie boards is yeah. going around. People are, you know, making flowers out of the salami and little <laughs> rivers of cheese yes. going through a board, right? I found a picture of a chili charcuterie board. Wow. And I went, I, I sent a picture to everybody. Oh. I said, this is what we're having. So you have your bowl of chili-like stew. On one end, it looks like they had it in a crock pot. And then on the board in front of it was an array of toppings oh, that can go with it. Yeah. Jalapenos, uh-huh. uh, cheese, several different kinds sure. of cheese, Fritos. Oh, yeah. Sour cream. Sour cream. Corn muffins lining the side. And I went, all right, kids. Green onion. Green onions yeah. scattered. And then the Chives. trick is with these the charcuterie boards, too, to remember to fill it up. You have, like, those different things in a couple of spots. Because you think about people, you know, kind of gathering around to, to pick at it. So you have those kind of that's in different areas. That's a great areas. idea. Chili wow. charcuterie board. Okay. So that's what's going on. We're going to be, of course, <laughs> up at the cabin. Now, here's my fear, though. We're going to be up at Mount Hood. I do not know if they've got cable reception, <laughs> Wi-Fi. I have no idea. So Who it's cares very when you likely got the chili board. We are going to have to have somebody on their phone giving us live <laughs> play-by-play because we can't get the game at I bet all. You can get it. So Eric pulled up a great website. He has found that uh, in the United States we consume. This is crazy. And we consume a lot at Super Bowl. How many chicken wings? I, this is insanity. I need to scroll down to the chicken wing. Uh, that's the pizza. This is the chicken wings. Um, per the National Chicken Council, we will eat <laughs> 1.38 billion chicken wings. 1.38 billion. That's two on Sunday. That that's 2.07 billion dollars that we're going to spend on chicken wings. I'm pretty sure that's more than the GDP of some countries. Wow. That's a lot. And it just, I mean, and take into consideration the number of people in the United States and then subtract from them the number that 
uh, aren't able to eat chicken, won't be watching the right. game eating chicken. You focus that in. That virtual that means in order to get to that number, everybody's going to have to have uh, twelve wings this weekend, <laughs> just to get to a billion. I think is what it's going to take. A dozen see, Kansas City if you roll barbecue out the chili board. I'm not. I'm just focused on that. No chicken. So no chicken. Just chili like uh, stew charcuterie board. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> we That's... eat a lot of pizza though too. Sometimes people don't want to cook. They're just going to call up, mm-hmm. have the pizzas delivered. However, it's going to take whatever toppings, so long as it's not like got veg like pineapple or ham. You know, people what? are like don't do that on a pizza, right? Uh, but we're going to eat a lot of pizza, Eric. How much? Uh, I guess that's an argument for a different day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 12.5 million pizzas. 12.5 million pizzas. That's $130 million. I mean, that's a lot of pizza. I can see that more than I can see the wings, right? You know, I, it, I can see that. It makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, c- compare the size of a pizza to the size of, you know, those wingless oh, yeah. buffaloes who are going around now unable to fly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's buffaloes. a big difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was worth the sacrifice. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, no matter if you are getting the pizza, you're eating wings, you're watching the game, or you just don't really care who's there, you just want to be with your friends, it's going to be a great day on Sunday. I'm going to be eating broccoli with the little Hidden Valley Diet Hidden Valley Ranch dressing on it. Is that what you really? And carrot sticks. You are not doing that. You are not doing that. I know you I well enough. I just kind of wanted to set a good example. Okay. A colorful. <laughs> you can put those in there. You got to have blue cheese and celery to go with those wings, right? I think I'm going pork loin. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think we're going to smoke a pork loin. All right. Yeah. Well, when we come back, the morning blend will be back on Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we ate and uh, how happy we are after the score of whatever happens at that big game. We hope you enjoy time with your friends this weekend, and we hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Pass it, chili. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. They are looking for a full-time friendly staff member for their front office. Duties include greeting patients, collecting patient co-pays, and answering phones. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please send an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 854 at Mater Day Radio, last check of weather for today as we get ready for the weekend. Uh, that chance of rain creeping back in tonight at 80%. Otherwise cloudy this afternoon, 45. Low tonight, cooling off to 38. And then it's going to be a chilly weekend, but sunny. High on Saturday, only 48, but we should see plenty of sunshine right now. It's 39 degrees here in Stumptown. All right. Remember that Bible story where Jesus said, Peter, you're the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. I love that story. Yeah. Well, let's turn that into a song. Here is I am they, my feet are on the rock. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Rock. See the clouds rolling. I can feel the winds, they try to shake me. I will not be moved. My feet are on the rock. I can feel the waters rise. Feet and clap your hands off, feet are on the rock. On Christ the solid rock. 
Saturday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. My feet are on the rock. That is I Am They. It's 859. You're ready for vacation. I'm ready to, to head and out. I'm ready for my chili board. <laughs> my chili board. <laughs> you know, something else I didn't mention that's real easy to make and people love it is homemade uh, jalapeno poppers. Oh. Just the jalapeno in half, a little cream cheese, put some uh, a piece of bacon on top Gotta of it raw. That's right. Yeah. And then just put it in the oven. Let it get groovy in there. People love those. Oh, I'm one of those people. So, Good stuff. I can't wait for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I am already. And, I'm, and mass first. And mass, mass first. first yes. so what, Last important. Sunday of ordinary time. That's it. And yeah. then we are ready to enter into the Lenten journey. So that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. Have a great vacation. Thank you very you much. Yourself. You've earned it. Again, uh... Events over stuff. That's what our goal is now in our family. Time together, more important than stuff. And in fact, I've been thinking about that theme of stuff. I think my goal this year for Lent to give up unnecessary spending. Right? Those things that you just buy. Like, oh, look at that. It's on sale. I don't need it. I don't want it. But I'm going to buy it anyway. Mm -mm. I'm going to stop doing that, I think, for Lent. And then use that money towards uh, giving. Good goal. I think that's going to be my hopeful goal. All right. I'm off to Cottage Grove. All right. Have a great day. (laughs)